T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard here. We'll get back to the phone lines here on the Phillies. Hope or belief they could actually do this and knock off the Astros to win a World Series championship. We'll play explicit history with you guys. The best calls from the postseason. We bleep out a word, a name. You tell us who we're missing. So we'll get to all that and more on the Eagles with a trade for Robert Quinn coming up. But right now we got to go out to the guest line. A guest that I had on about three years ago maybe almost four years ago now, I believe Chris Gordy, who is uh, now at 790 down in Houston, and he uh, does uh, you know, post-game stuff with the Astros, the way I'm always here with the post-game with the Phillies. I believe at that point Chris was working in New Orleans. I, I feel like, Chris, the last time we talked and welcome to the show was before a another big Philadelphia postseason moment, and that was the Eagles heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints in the divisional round. Am I right about that, Chris, that last time we talked? Uh, that's right. I don't remember which game it was, though, because you know, we've had a couple of uh, postseason matchups yeah. between the Saints and the Eagles. I don't remember who won that one, but uh, yeah, I do remember joining you then. I think it was the Saints. I think that was the game um, where the Eagles went up 14 nothing, and then the Saints came back and Alshon, uh, Alshon dropped the pass. I think that's the game. That's right. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm hoping this time it ends better for the Philadelphia team. We shall see. Chris... Let's talk about this series, uh, what we got coming up uh, on Friday night, Game 1, Phillies-Astros. Before we get to the matchup and what you think of the Phillies, I'll just throw it to you this way. How good are these Astros, and how do they stack up with the the other uh, additions we've seen over the years? Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, this this may be the greatest you know pitching staff that the Astros have had, and that's saying a lot. When you go back to 2005, and you talk about that team had Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, Roy Oswalt. Like it, it, that, that pitching staff was loaded. And then you go back to 2019, where you had Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Zach Greinke as your top three. I mean, you, the Astros have had some dominant pitching staffs, but I don't know if they've ever had one that's this dominant. That is anchored one-two by Justin Verlander or Samba Valdez. Uh, you know, when Verlander went out with the injury uh, two years ago. Robert Valdez really stepped up and established himself as an ace of this pitching staff. And, you know, this year is pitched as well as an ace, but he's not the ace. He's the number two. Verlander bounced back from the Tommy John surgery and pitched, uh, you know, he's probably, you know, right there in the, in the running for Cy Young, probably going to win the Cy Young this year. So I don't think there's any better one-two punch than those two guys. And then right after that, you talk about Lance McCullers, who's been such a good pitcher for them historically throughout his career with the Astros, came back around mid-season and was very effective, had like a 227 ERA. 
And then it's their three other guys that have pitched well all year, from Christian Javier to Jose Urquidy and Luis Garcia. All three of those guys have been a solid, you know, three, four, five, or four, five, six, however you want to look at it. So this is as strong of an Astros starting pitching staff as they've ever had. And then the bullpen has been equally as good. Uh, when you talk about Rafael Montero and Hector Neris and Brian Abreu and then Ryan Presley on the back end as the closer, uh, this has been a really, really dominant pitching staff for the Astros. So uh, we've seen it throughout the regular season. We've seen it throughout the postseason. That's uh, a big reason why they're undefeated. So it is, uh, it is a really strong pitching staff. Not to say that the Phillies can't maybe get after them and score some runs, but I do think it is going to be difficult if these guys are pitching at their highest level. Chris, what's the perception of the Phillies uh, among fans you talk to down in Houston uh, among the way they're being talked about? Because, you know, I'll tell you just here, we, we didn't see this coming. I mean, th- this team, when, when they arrived to Houston to, and they clinched the playoff spot that last week of the regular season, they kind of limped their way there. I mean, they got swept by the Cubs about four days earlier, and we were wondering if they'd even make the playoffs. They had a chance to clinch in Houston that Monday night because the Marlins beat the Brewers three out of four over that weekend, it kind of set the Phillies up, but we were worried they were going to miss the playoffs. So we didn't see this coming, and now they're on this crazy hot streak. What's the perception down there of the Phillies? Well, that's what was funny. It was the, the Phillies win that game on that Monday at Minute Maid Park. The Astros, you know, kind of weren't playing for anything. They had already wrapped up home field advantage. They had already wrapped up the division. And uh, I think the Astros had pulled most of their starters by the middle of that game. And, you know, when the Phillies won, they even put up on the scoreboard, congratulations, Phillies. And it was kind of like a pat on the back, like, Hey, good for you guys. All right, y'all made the postseason. And, you know, everybody was kind of like, hey, good for you. Uh, the Astros came back to win the next two, and it was kind of whatever. All right, Philly's good for you. We'll, we're, we're on to the postseason. I don't think anybody predicted during that series that these two teams would meet again in the uh, in the postseason. It was kind of funny. We were joking, saying, you know, the Astros, you know, maybe if they sweep the Phillies, maybe the Phillies don't make it into the postseason, and maybe they're not here. But I think the Astros, you know, a lot of the Astros fan base kind of looks at Philly as, you know, look, they're a red-hot team that got hot at the right time. And, you know, on paper, I think the Astros are a better team. But, look, we know about teams that get red-hot at the right time. The Astros have been here a couple times in the World Series in recent years. 2019, they saw a Nationals team that got red-hot at the right time. Last year, they saw the, uh, an Atlanta Braves team that got hot at the right time. So it's still a dangerous team that could certainly beat the Astros if they're not careful. So, I think they're going to take them seriously from that standpoint. But, yeah, kind of on the surface, the, the perspective is, you know, why is this team even here? They're, they weren't supposed to be here, but kudos to them. They, they beat some really good teams along the way and earned their chance to be here. But, you know, look, the Astros have, have earned their spot here. They, they, they were one of the best teams in the AL all year. They are in home field advantage, and they feel like this is a series that they should win. I mean, keep in mind, the Astros have not lost a postseason game yet, uh, I think the Phillies are going to put up a better fight than uh, than the, the Yankees and the, and the Mariners did. But, um, again, I, I think most Astros fans kind of respect the Phillies but also look at them as, hey, you guys are maybe a little bit ahead of schedule here and not supposed to be here. We're talking to Chris Gordy, 790 Sports Talk, 790 down in Houston. Chris, uh, I, I've been – just the two big hitters in each lineup are worth the price of admission alone. I and mean, to watch Bryce Harper and Jordan Alvarez have you know go at it in this series, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. What what makes Alvarez so good? I mean, he's really over the past couple of years morphed into, I'd say, one of the five best hitters in baseball. Why is he so good? And and what what's um t- talk about how his development has gone from oh he's an interesting young player to like wow he's he's amazing. Yeah, I mean he's a hard out. 
I mean, uh, the guy can make great contact on just about any tough pitch that you throw at him. Um, you know, he's he, particularly in that Seattle series, he had two huge home runs. You know, one of them was a walk-off. And then when we got into the Yankee series, the Yankees are very careful in how they pitched to him. There were, there were times where they intentionally walked him and, uh, and didn't want to face him. And then that game four, you know, he came up with a couple of big hits, one of them that drove in a big run to, to give the Astros the lead. And so he's a dangerous hitter, man. I mean, when he's healthy, he is absolutely an MVP candidate. Um, you know, he just flicks his wrist out there, and, and, and it's a ball that, you know, other people will be a normal fly ball. And, and for him, it carries out, and it's a home run. So very dangerous hitter. Um, you know, love where he hits in the lineup for the Astros because, you know, he's protected. When you talk about guys like Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker behind him, it's, it becomes hard to intentionally walk him and, and not throw to him. So um, really good dude. Had, had a knee, double knee surgery just uh, a little over a year ago and, um, you know, improved his, his running ability. And, you know, he's even been playing a lot of left field for the Astros this year where a lot of people thought he was just kind of a permanent DH played a lot of outfield and been pretty good with the arm. I mean, he, even in the last series, he had a couple of outs, uh, you know, through or, or saved a couple of runs with a couple of throws with his arm. So, um, yeah, he's been pretty good. And, and, again, he's just one of the more dangerous hitters that the uh, Phillies are going to have to be really careful about pitching to. Chris, if there's a weakness with the Astros, where is it? I mean, I, I keep looking at the lineup and – you know, one through five or six, like you just mentioned with, with Tucker and Bregman there behind Alvarez, it's really, really good. The bottom doesn't strike me as dangerous. I think the Phillies' bottom of their order might be more dangerous or on par. Maybe maybe that's where the Phillies could kind of even things out. Is the bottom of that order as kind of you know weak as it looks or maybe not as strong? If there's a weakness, where is it and, and could it be at the bottom of that Astros order? Yeah, I would say, you know, the, the weakness throughout the year for the Astros was just their, their entire lineup up and down, you know, at times would go cold and, um, you know, and, and not, not deliver. You know, they'd have just random fluke games where they would score zero runs or one run. Uh, but I would say this, I mean, the, the bottom of that order actually throughout the postseason here has, has picked them up. I mean, it's, there's been games where the top of the order has not done much. When you talk about Altuve, uh, you know, Jordan Alvarez, you know, Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, you know, there were games in a Yankee series where it was the bottom of the order. It was Chaz McCormick picking them up with, with some big home runs and Martin Maldonado and Yuli Gurriel. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say maybe it's the bottom of the order, but again, they came up big uh, in that last series for the Astros when the top of the order wasn't producing as consistently. So it, it's been very interesting. It's not like it's one guy. They've spread it out. There's been different heroes of this postseason. Alex Bregman hit a, home, a big home run. You know, Chaz McCormick hit a big home run. Uh, Jeremy Pena hit a big one in game four uh, against, the, against the Yankees. So it's been a different guy every night, and that's what makes this team so dangerous is that, yeah, there's going to be guys that get outs and, and don't do anything and have an 0-4 night, but it feels like every night when the Astros go out there, it's somebody else stepping up big for them. And that's what makes them – such a dangerous team, T-E-A-M, because it's not just one or two dudes that you got to worry about. You really got to worry about them once they're done. Chris, what is the um, the feeling, the status of of the old cheating scandal with the Astros? Not that this team is cheating, just in general, the feeling around them. Do they do they talk about that? Do they care? Do they feel like they need to win one now to kind of fully move on from that? I'm, I'm curious, now that they're back on this World Series stage again, um, is that past this team and the players that were there, or is that kind of stuff still linger until they win another one? I think back to the Patriots, you know, in the NFL, you know, 
I thought it kind of lingered with them until a new team, a few years or five or whatever years was later, they won their next one past all that stuff after Spygate. Where are the Astros and the fan base with everything after all these years? Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, the, the fan base has put it behind them. I mean, after 2017, it was kind of, you know, look, the, the evidence came out there. Everybody kind of reviewed it. You know, they did it in, in a bunch of games during the regular season. Some guys partook in it. Some guys didn't. And we know once they got to the postseason, they didn't do it. You know, there, Fox had, had cameras and microphones everywhere. If there was any banging on a trash can, you would have heard it. Uh, even Carl Correa said that, you know, they were going to try it in the postseason, but they knew they couldn't do it. And so, you know, that 2017 postseason, does it have an asterisk? You know, according to most fans, yes. I still look at it as the Astros went through that postseason with dominant pitching, with Charlie Morton and Lance McCullers. Uh, you know, they got it done in Dodger Stadium by shutting down the Dodgers lineup. To me, it, it, it's, it still is a ring that, that was earned. You know, maybe it's got a little tarnish on it because of what they did during the regular season. But to me, it's, it's, not, a, uh, you know, it's not something that gets a huge asterisk in my mind. It goes, oh, they didn't earn that. They, they, they did earn it. And, largely because of the pitching staff. But I think most of the fans have put it behind them. They've been the three more World, you know, World Series now since then, and this team has shown that they didn't even need to do that, right? I mean, they, they've had some dominant hitters and, and consistent hitters since then, and you know, really there's only five dudes left on the team from that team. You talk about Justin Verlander, Lance McCullers on the pitching staff, and then it's Yuli Gurriel, Alex Bregman, and Jose Altuve. Those are the only three hitters that were part of the cheating scandal back in 2017, and you know, according to every report we've heard and read and evidence, Jose Altuve didn't even take part in it. You know, he's such a team player that, you know, when Josh Reddick came out and said, look, we got to admit, Altuve didn't even take part in it. Altuve is such a guy that wears the team on his sleeve. He came out and said, no, 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 we all, we all could have done something. We all took part in it, whatever. But that's how good of a dude Altuve is. He took the fall for the team in something that he didn't even partake in. But that said – I do think those five guys want to win this one because it will give some validity, right? If, if they can win this ring, it'll be the quote-unquote clean ring, and it will add to their legacy. I think it'll help Jose Altuve's Hall of Fame chances because he's such a, a good career hitter that, you know, if the one World Series ring he has is that 17-season, voters will look you know down upon that. If he can add another ring to his arsenal, I think that helps his case. So I think those five guys, it does matter too. I think the rest of these guys, it doesn't. You know, when you look at Kyle Tucker and Jeremy Pena and Jordan Alvarez, all these guys, they weren't here in 17. They don't know anything about what happened that season. So uh, I think those guys, you know, they're, they're fighting for their first ring and they want to win it, um, you know, and do it the right way. But, yeah, to your point, I think it just matters to those five guys that were part of that 17 team that want to add one more, quote, clean ring to their arsenal. Chris, we'll end with this. Um, the Astros are the favorite. I, I believe and imagine most national experts are going to pick the Astros to win the World Series, and I understand why. They're a great team that won 106 games. If they don't, if the Phillies upset the Astros, why? W- what what happens? If the Astros don't win, how do you think the series plays out? Yeah, I think he's just talking about a hot team, man, and, and that's kind of what happened with the Astros with the Braves last year. Uh, the weather played a part in Atlanta. It was rainy all three days. The Astros didn't take get to take batting practice until game five up there, and I think that played a part. Games three and four, they weren't able to hit very much, and they asked, uh, the Braves pitching dominated. But, again, it was just a red-hot Braves team. They came back to Houston uh, for game six, and, you know, Jorge Soler hits the big home run. Uh, the Nationals beat them in game seven. Again, a red-hot team that just got high at the right moment. So, you know, if the Phillies are able to bring their offense into this series and, and keep hitting like they are, Reese Hoskins and Kyle Schwarber and, and, of course, Bryce Harper and all those guys, um, you know, I think that, that that's 
going to be why the Astros lose this series. It's just because they ran into a red-hot team that everything's clicking at the right time and everybody's hitting. But uh, I do think the Astros are going to have an opportunity against the Phillies pitching. You know, Aaron Nola and, uh, you know, Gibson, I think, have been very good. But after that, I think, you know, the, the Astros can get after some of those other pitchers like Suarez and Falter or Eflin or whoever's going to pitch. So, It'll be interesting to see, but, uh, yeah, look, there's no shame. If the Astros lose to the Phillies, I think it's just looking uh, and tipping your cap and saying that, that was a red-hot team, got hot at the right time, and as we know in the postseason, sometimes that's what it's all about. Chris, I am going to be uh, flying down Friday morning. I'll be at games one and two representing uh, WIP here. So do you have, if, I can, if I can only go to one restaurant, like, if, like out-of-towner, coming into town for the two games, give me one spot I should go try in the, in the couple days I'll be down there. Yeah, El Tiempo Cantina is the place you got to go. Uh, Premier Tex-Mex, they got a couple locations around Houston. That's the spot to go. El Tiempo, save it in your phone. And, and look, for me, the same way. We're coming out there Sunday night, so uh, we're going to be there for games three, four, and five. I need a, I need a spot to go when I'm in Philly. I've never been to Philly. Are you, are you looking for a cheesesteak? Like you want the best cheesesteak in town, or are you just looking for like a really nice restaurant? What are you thinking? I mean, give me whatever's good. You know, I mean, is the cheesesteak too? Is that too cliche? No, I mean, I, I mean, I think if you go to like, look, there's some popular ones that they always show like on Fox during an Eagles game. Like, I don't think you want to go to. The, I mean, you look if you want to experience the touristy spots, there's Pat's and Geno's, but there's, be, I think there's better cheesesteaks. Uh, you know, Chris, um, Tucker, if you were to give a cheese, I mean, Delisandro's is a good cheesesteak. I think if you're closer to the ballpark, Angelo's and John's Roast Pork are John, the, the two best options. Yeah, so uh, Tucker and my producer just mentioned those two. John's Roast Pork, Chris, that that's that one's really close to the stadium, and and I would like if you want something that's really true to Philadelphia, John's Roast Pork, really close to the stadium. I think you'd enjoy that one. Okay, I love it. I'm gonna save my save it in my phone, and uh, just to give you guys a quick shout out. Shout out to all the uh, Eagles guys that I took in my fantasy drafts this year. They have been helping me. The Philly defense, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown. Shout out to all those guys helping me win in all my fantasy leagues this year. I'm so, sure. Kudos to them. Yeah, I'm sure you're doing well. Chris, appreciate it, man. And, uh, and we'll catch up soon and enjoy uh, game one and two. All right. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Chris Gordy, 790 uh, Sports Talk down in Houston. I think we gave him some good recommendations. So uh, El, El Tiempo Cantina. That's where I'm going to end up on Friday. Uh, I had someone call in earlier said you should go to the Howard Johnson Space Center. Oh. You like astronauts? Yeah, I'm just like astronauts. You like astronauts? Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, the Howard Johnson Space Center. All right, I, I've got – there we go. I've got a whole day planned out. I'm going to the cantina. I'm going to the Space Center. I think it's funny. You have to, like, lug your, your bags around all of Houston because you can't put them in the hotel yet. Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder how early the hotel will let me in. Like, what's an early check-in? I don't know how this I works. I don't know. I haven't tra- I haven't traveled much in in a while. Like I haven't. I don't that? think you're alone in that. I, I think the well, pandemic and everything kind of made it so people haven't traveled in in a long time. That's a good point. I mean, we've I, I've driven places to travel, like up and down the East Coast, like those kind of trips. But like, well, was like, when was the last time you flew somewhere? Uh, my honeymoon to Hawaii in 2011. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so my my first kid was born in 2015. Like, once you have little kids, it's hard to fly places, right? Unless as someone who has flown. Around little kids, I appreciate you not taking them on planes. Yeah, so like once my son was born, then my daughter a couple years later, like real travel on a plane has kind of been out for a while. Now they're getting to the age where like we're that's we're almost ready to do that. And then you're right, then the pandemic thing hit. So yeah, 2011 was the last time I've flown. I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, that's just the same as it was in 2011. 
It hasn't changed much, no. Right. Like if I had if I stopped flying in like nineteen ninety five and then try to do it in 05, that would have been a big difference, right? Yes. That a lot changed in between. Now the there. seats are a little smaller and people are a little more rude. Okay. Well, I mean I'm used to that. So that that's that's not a big deal. Let's go to Brian, who's up on WIP. Hey Brian. Hey Joe, what's happening? How are you, Brian? What's on your mind tonight? <laughs> not too much. Boy, a lot to talk about. How about those sixers, huh? <laughs> You know what? I they I, I have just put them to the side. They can lose all the games they want. You all can be out of shape. I'll, I'll worry about them in a few weeks. Yeah, I I I totally hear you. I totally hear you. <clears throat> um, so th- th- there was an interesting interview with that guy. It just cracks me up how the the the, the, the Astros fans just like to blow off that cheating scandal. Like I know. I know it's like give me a break. Like honestly, and I, oh Altuve, yeah, he didn't. Uh, he was fine. Oh, like come on, man. You think they were saying the same stuff about the Patriots back in the day? No, no chance. It, I think Brian, I think it's similar. You know, like did the Patriots win all those games because they cheated? No, they had a great coach, great quarterback, great team. But like it was, it's part of their history. And like the Astros, we they can't just pretend that that's not part of their history. It is. It's it's part of who they are. A hundred, I totally agree, hundred percent. I mean, and I was always one too. I guess it was was it 2011 where Bill Meyer got caught with the binoculars and, you know, yeah. So, you know, it's not. It wasn't. I don't think it was total coincidence that the the Phil's batting averages went way right. down once. <laughs> so, but um, anyway, in regards to the series, can't wait. It's, it just thinks it's still two nights away. But uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, a little throat. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm more of the hope. I have like high hopes to to you know go on the Harry train. Yeah, but uh, I have high hopes. But uh, yeah, I mean this, this is a good this is a good team they're running into. There's no no question about it. Yeah, and I, I kind of you know as much as it's a challenge, Brian, I I kind of like that the last step of this mountain they're trying to climb is the steepest one, right? This is the by far the best team they're going to play. A team that you know all time great pitching staff. I'm sure all the stats will be out there when the game starts. Like if they can do this, it's going to make this this like an all time Philadelphia sports story. Because not that they just get in and, and make a run, but if they beat the Astros, it, it's kind of like the Eagles beating the Patriots. It, ma- it makes it that much better. I I could not agree more because I mean to be fair and look they they've taken and run with it but they've gotten a bunch of breaks going their way so far from you know the non you know just getting in the Brewers stunk uh, the non receding because you would have had to play you didn't have to play the Mets you didn't have to play the Dodgers look the, and you know they destroyed the Braves which you had said earlier which was true I did did not see coming. But it's it is the road has kind of been paved for them so far. Again, to their credit, they've been amazing. But yes, if, if they beat this team, wow, holy mackerel! Very yeah. similar to the Patriots. Yep, it would make it all so sweet. Brian, you want to play some explicit history with us? A- absolutely. All right, Tucker. Let's give him a call from the playoffs here. See if Brian can nail which name is bleeped out. Three balls, two strikes. The payoff. Swung on, hit in the air, right center field, pretty deep. Going back and looking up is Soto. It's gone. Lead off, home run for. Great start on this Friday night as Schwarber with his second homer of this postseason and of this series. I think we missed the second bleep there. Who hit that yeah. home run, Brian? I, 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 I did have it, though. That was a fairly easy one. I Obviously, that was Kyle. Yeah, yes, it course. was. Starting off game three against the pods. Brian, we appreciate the phone call. Yes, he's going to be on us for that. Because we didn't bleep it out? We didn't bleep it out. That awful word, Schwarber. One of those words you can't say on radio, Schwarber. A word that we probably said. How many times do you think Schwarber's been said on these airwaves since, like, March? A million. 
Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like every night, four times, us talking about it. Yeah, I mean, his name, obviously, a, a tremendous season with 46 home runs. Yeah, if Schwarber was an FCC violation, we'd be out of business by now. Would have, yeah, it would have been a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Who's would have had a new new radio partner for the postseason? Yeah, there, were, there would have been an angry email or two. Stop saying that. You can't do it. We're getting in trouble. 215-592-9494. Let's how you hop in. Howie Rose been traded for Robert Quinn. What could be next? If he's got one more move up his sleeve, what could they go after? We'll hit that next. And why I think Nola over Wheeler for game one is the right move for the long term of this series. I'll explain that next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.